March 18, 2021. It's Watt from Pedro Show.
Rochelle, happy Thursday. Hope everyone had good St. Patrick Day. Start the show off in a sentimental mood, if I can talk. John Coltrane with Duke Ellington. And then the oddly tempered Clavier. Clavier. I fuck up everyone's language. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Andrea Pensado, my guest. Welcome aboard, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Of course. Uh, let's let's talk about your journey through music. What, please, Andrea, your earliest musical memory. My earliest musical memory. Um, well, I was uh, a girl, you know, like I don't know, five or six. Let's say I always sang a lot. I guess I always, you know, in kindergarten I liked my music class. But then I had a friend who started piano lessons, and she showed me some scores. I don't know, some music, and I got fascinated with, I still remember, honestly, like the the scores, I don't know what it was, I think it was just some technique, so I went to my mom and I said, mom, I want piano lessons, and this is how it all started. Oh, wow, okay, <laughs> and, and this was Argentina? Yes, this was in Argentina, we lived uh, in a small town called Campana, which is like one hour Northwest from Buenos Aires. Okay, big town. I got to play there once with the Stooges. Oh, oh my now, God. Now, this piano, it was at your friend's house. Uh, yeah, actually, she didn't even have a piano. My grandma had a piano in her house because my mom took lessons as a girl. Okay. Uh, but she didn't like it. And I remember when, uh, you know, when, when I asked for lessons, she said, are you sure you're going to like it? And I said, yes. Uh, so she did it, you know, she sent me to piano lessons, and, and yeah, and then eventually at the beginning, I remember we didn't, we lived in a small apartment, and we didn't have a piano, but then the family grew bigger, and we moved to a bigger house, and then they brought my mom's piano, you know, the piano from my grandma's house. Right, so until then you were practicing at your grandmother's? No, my teacher uh, had like a, a piano for practice. Ah. I could go there uh, to practice. And what about school? Were you in the choir or the band or? Well, no, um, no. They, 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 you know, music, the truth is, music was very simple. They didn't do much, uh, so it was basically singing, uh, and I sang, but. Even later on, when there was a choir and everything, I didn't want to. I, it was something always quite like a personal thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the first record you bought with your own money? Well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> it's a lot uh, from Pedro show. There's no hard questions was... and there's no wrong answers. No, I know. I'm, jo I'm joking. Uh, I don't know if it was my own money. But there was a lot of music at home. We did listen to a lot of things. Uh, but I was totally, totally, well, as a girl, really, as a small girl, we had a record um, from Disney, I guess it was. 
Uh, and I think it was, oh, how is it in English? Sleeping Beauty. Okay. The, the one with the seven words. <laughs> so, and I remember that it came with a, um, with a book that I could read alone. Well, the uh, one with the seven dwarves—that's actually Snow White. Yeah, exactly. So, ah, uh, Snow White—that one. They're, they're kind of the, you know, all kind of generic. <laughs> sort of. So, and I remember listening to that with fascination, and there was a bell when I had to turn the page. Uh, so this is probably like the earliest, earliest record uh, attachment. Okay. Know? And, and, do you... and then later on, but that was really small, you know, sure. I don't know, first grade, second grade. And then later, I, I there was there weren't many things at home. My mom had uh, records by the Beatles that I liked. Then I fell totally in love with the sound of music, uh, you know, the musicals. Then later on, actually, I was choking with a friend. <laughs> this is I'm really saying uh, dirty secrets. I had a total period of love with the carpenters. <laughs> carpenters. Yes. They were from uh, Southern uh, California so, here. So it, yeah. You know, it was whatever, like whatever was in my hand. I, I never, basically, I always, I rarely bought records for me. My, I have one brother who is into music, and all this, he was the one buying the records. Okay. And the truth is, still today, I like everything. It's sure. rare the thing I dislike. Ah, oh, that's great. Open mind. Yeah. What was the so, first gig you went and saw? Uh, what we call rock nacional, national rock in Argentina. That was the first show, like live music you saw? Yes. We had, you know, like there, um, it was, I think it was Baglietto, which nobody knows here. Um, so, because, you know, in Argentina, when you finish high school, there is a trip. Uh, I don't know if they still do it now. And uh, we all, so I live in Campana and we usually did a trip to go to the Andes. And that was when I saw snow for the first time. Oh. Uh, and in order to, you know, to go that, we have to collect money. So we organized shows. We invited people. Uh, and I think that was the very first show, live show that I went. It was okay. uh, Juan Carlos Baglietto, which is who is somebody from the National Rock. And then later on, I still went to, again, what we call Rock Nacional, like Seru Chiran, which is um, a rock group from Argentina. Actually, there is now in Netflix a very good documentary, um, Break It All, about Latin American rock. Ah, great. Which is worth, you know, it brought me like many nostalgic moments. Sure. Now, with your piano playing, you were just alone. You weren't playing. Yeah, that was on the side for me. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so doing you... all that. And I never, ever combined the two things. Yeah, you never, okay. You never got into a, a band, right? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. So... And then later, when I went to college. Yeah. Uh, so, I... I, you know, I was exposed to what was called, I don't know, like avant-garde or, you know, last century they called it contemporary music, like experimental music. Yeah. I don't know, Penderecki, Cage, Stockhouse and, and all that. And I fell totally, immediately in love with all that. So I stopped listening to rock or to everything. I just went 
let, let's say I was totally geared towards that for years, actually. And did you stop playing the piano? No, okay. I always continued. Okay. But I never, you know, I was never um, like oriented towards piano as piano performance. I didn't do piano performance uh, in college. Sure. I sure. did first music education and then choir conducting and then composition. I was sort of honestly totally lost. I knew I liked music, uh, but I never ever, for me, it's very strange that I perform and I, that I do all these things. I never, ever, ever thought that I, that life was going to be like this, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way life is. Yeah, I want to play right here. Yep. <laughs> Oh, 
Watch for Pedro Show, Andrea Pensado with right here. Then uh, Sudo Sudo with Nikita Boy. That's uh, Kamilski, maybe 25 years ago. Barry Burko Band, Probiotic Colonization, Pale Eight, and that's the last of his big, uh, uh, last piece of this big, last part of this big piece he did. Get together, watch. Pale Angels, brand new. With Thorn, Nick cuts a brand new voyeurs who offer nothing. Obama's pregnant with Squirrel Jam, and finally, Andrea Pensado with Trust. So, when did you like start using electronic instruments? Uh, well, this was um in Poland. I studied, so I started in Argentina, and then in the late eighties. I moved to Poland uh, and I lived there for 10 years. Uh, so I did first choir conducting and then composition. And there I started, so I, uh, I started introducing live electronics to compose music. So I started working uh, with musicians who could improvise. I still couldn't see myself, didn't see myself at all as a performer. So I would process them live, but not on stage. I was, you know, behind the, the mixer. Okay. Uh, and, and I would, you know, prepare things like this. And then I started doing, uh, you know, like composed pieces with a tape. Okay. Something that uh, there was no interaction. It went along and then more and more. And then for 10 years, I worked in a duo um, where it was interactive. It was, uh, there were visuals and sound. So um, the other person was responsible for the visuals and I did the sound and everything was real time. There was interaction between the images and the sound. Uh, and by then, little by little, I stopped composing like conventionally because before I just composed all style in front of a desk with, you know, paper. Right, manuscript. Uh, exactly. And then little by little, I did more and more electronics and eventually I, I started performing myself and, and today I don't do anything. I stopped composing conventionally, um, I would say at the beginning of the 2000s. So for 20 years, because I'm interested in that, you know, composing for electronic music, the the old way of doing like, uh, you know, violins and pianos and stuff, maybe it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Mm, let's say I was incredibly lucky 
work with very, very open-minded performers. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they were totally into experimental music and that was their main focus. Uh, so, so they were open, you know, they were open to, to experiment. So I would meet with them and uh, together we decided what was, you know, how this, their sound was going to be processed. So there, there were, so little by little, basically what happened is that the scores uh, didn't have any any reason for being, you right. know what I mean? Like, because more and more it became sort of like a very loose composition with some, with the structure. Uh, and eventually I, I didn't use performers anymore and, and I started performing myself. And what about, since you have a background with the piano and keyboard, a lot of people know electronic music by this keyboard, you know, kind of fake organ, right? Fake piano. But real electronic music doesn't have to be connected. No, I'll tell you the truth. I always thought the piano was the worst instrument in the world to do electronic. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's so... Because even, for example, if you have a violin or if you have a guitar or, or I don't know, a, a wind instrument, uh, the pitch is not so fixed. Ah. But with piano, you are stuck, you know, it, because a, an instrument sort of imposes on us a certain set of gestures, let's call it. Sure. And the piano is just so conservative in a way, because we are stuck with this, uh, you know, with this tempered, uh, you know, the, the tempered clavier, right? You know, the, the right, tempered, right. I, I don't know in English. The, uh, no, you're well, talking tempered. about the, the timber. Yeah, no, what I mean is that the octave is divided into 12 equal parts. Yes, yes, okay. You know, yeah, right. so, so for years, I never, never, never um, used the piano at all. But I teach piano just to pay my bills. I have a piano studio. And don't get me wrong, I still love playing the piano. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was that basically the piano is an unbelievable interface. Because I, for my music now, I program, right? I, I work with Max. Uh, so I started using it, not with the sound itself, but as an interface or super distorted. Um, and curiously now, actually the day before yesterday, I, do, I started doing a little bit of uh, music using the piano, the sound of the piano, heavily, heavily distorted. Yeah. But you can tell that this is a piano, and, and I don't mind. I must be getting old. <laughs> less younger. <laughs> less young, thank you. <laughs> Just less young. <laughs> yes. No, I think yeah. things come in cycles. So, you know, there was a reason why you kind of didn't like it, because it helped you push forward in another direction. And after doing that for a while, now it's okay. You're not threatened anymore by the... Like you said, the old way of doing things. One button for one note. <laughs> it is totally. a strange instrument. Totally. This is, I agree so much with that. Uh, because, you know what, there is room for everything. Sure. And I think that when we are younger, uh, there is like a threat in, in something which is not like uh, uh, edgy enough. So I guess, I guess, 
uh, unconsciously, I must have felt that all that old world was pushing me down of making new things, whatever. But, you know, thank God for being less young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and we got to admit, you know, rock and roll, yeah. it's not really guitar music. It, it came to be that, but it was it came first on the piano. Little Richard, Jerry Lee uh -huh. Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... Because yeah. you can have almost a whole band, right? You got your bass up with the left. You got your treble with the right. You can be kind of a one-man or one-person band, maybe. Uh, but, I mean, y your music, a lot of imagination. You know what I mean? It's just I don't the, know. The, It even gets into the idea, not just uh, pitches, but also the idea of rhythm. You've, you've... Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this is very interesting, actually. Um, I love dancing, right? Right. Um, and I do like rhythmical music in, you know, if you understand, I don't know, in the traditional sense. So, but always in this, like, more electronic music, yeah. uh, I was very careful not to have you know like a steady some something regular going on right etc uh, etc et but those are also prejudices because of course everything uh, you know, can, you know, yeah become shtick right if you have i don't know again two two frequencies when there is the natural beating this is a regular beat right, and it comes right. naturally oscillation uh, so yes i do sense that i I like like a sense of working with rhythm, work in the sense of working with durations. Yeah. Uh, maybe even more than pitches. Now it's more like uh, timbre and durations and and then pitch. I don't know. I am very intuitive. I don't really know what I do. What I do much. So maybe some of it's intuitive. Oh, totally, totally. It's a feel, right? It's a feel. But I do intuitive. Yeah. Maybe it's not so uh, scientific and, uh, you know what I mean, so uh, heavy with method that there's no feeling, right? Cause you no, watch no, out. not at all. This was the big change. I guess, again, because in, uh, again, in the 20th century, okay, like basically in what people call avant-garde music, in most trends, everything emotional was terribly oppressed and yeah. repressed, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Uh, and for me, the big discovery, and I, I, I guess I was repressing it myself without being aware. And the big change that I did, I guess, from my uh, the mid forties, like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, is to just and and it did uh, have an influence when I started seeing noise sets and things like this, which were so emotional. I loved it. I still do with all my heart. Because it combined a sonic material that was for me very, very, very attractive, very appealing, plus a very raw emotionality. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, it was very interesting because I didn't know anything. It was just pure ignorance. I was in academic environments, um, you know, with all that type of music. It's not total because little by little I started being aware of other things. But when I moved here and discovered more like noise and all that, I was and I still am enchanted by all that because I think it's so powerful. Again, 
on the two realms, sonically incredibly interesting and attractive, and it has the power of uh, communicating so strongly because it is so emotional. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I, I, I um, I'm, t I'm totally in, in, in that ballpark, <laughs> in that universe, I should say. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great way to, because it's, it's a flexible way of, of understanding music. And, 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 and you know, like you say, not having prejudice. Look, yeah. we're at the end of the first hour, March 18, 2021, Dishwa Pedro Show's special guest, Drea Pensado. Hold tight for hour two. March 18, 2021, second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Okay. Bye. 
Well, for Pedro, shall we start off the second hour with Sol and Fuga Menor, Andrea Pensado. The Network Glass from Baltimore, 1A. Uh, this guy, Dor, he has his, he calls his music Network Glass, and I hear some parallels to your uh, stuff in a way. He, he, he's amazing for me. You know, it really, really makes me evaluate the, these ideas of pitch and rhythm. You know, it's interesting. Oh, oh and I love you, Tonto, Andrea Pensado. Uh, you know, uh, I think a lot of his stuff, let's talk about the process. Do you, do you get sounds and then spend time with editing? No. Um, in general, uh I try to to synthesize something, uh, and you know it's hard to tell. I, I um, again, as I said, so I work. The main tool I use is Max, right? Right. Uh, so, and I'm not a programmer at all. You know, I don't have a background in programming. Like my my all my background was again conventional. Right. Uh, so I started to learn how to synthesize, you know, I don't know, granular music, wave shaping and yeah. all that. Um, and you know what? I think that because I am not the best programmer in the world, I think that I, fa I found my own ways of doing things that appeal to me. I would never show it to a good programmer, but I like it. So it's good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, so I do use, I like using, for example, in I Love You Tanto, yeah. um, I use uh, some samples from, from a group, a rock group from Argentina. 
And I do use recordings from other things, but they go through, let's say, my synthesizer. Let's okay. put it this way. Your processing. Yeah, my processing, yeah. Okay. What about the, you know, the, the rhythm by, uh, you know, moving things around? In the old days, they had to cut tape, right? Uh, you're, oh, you're, no, I have, okay, because um, what I don't like in computer music yeah. is when you have people, uh, you know, sitting behind the, their laptops and you don't know what's going on, okay? <laughs> it's like... Zicarelli, the one of the one one of the ones who did Max, says you don't know if they are doing their taxes or if they are performing. <laughs> Just so, hit the space bar. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I always try to have some controllers which are um you know, which allow me which are basically work like instruments, like in the old days. Sure, sure. So I try to that if something is going to change in the sound, uh, I try to map it to a gesture of mine so that I'm not just rigidly sitting behind the laptop, yeah. okay? Right. So I do try to involve the body. There's nothing that I love more than seeing live music. Like seeing, for me, the fact, for me, a musician playing- Yeah, performance. Is something magical. Yeah, there is, it's there is. This is. A monk chanting classical music, a rock musician, a jazz musician, noise, whatever. I love it, love it, love it. So I try uh, not to be too much behind the computer, but I have like my little controllers and things. Right. Uh, and this is what I use to play. And I, I never think specifically uh, about rhythm. It's just a consequence of, of whatever I am doing. I am, I honestly, Mike, I don't know. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it just I think comes. it's okay not to know because if you, maybe sometimes when we think we know too much, we end up limiting ourselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A mystery, possibility, yeah. So I want to play No Es Pior Ser Cynicos. Silently, what is your Diogenes? Se preguntaba, ¿dónde están los hombres? Y los buscaba por el ágora con una linterna. La cosa no ha cambiado demasiado. Aunque ahora la cuestión es cómo encontrarlos. Porque de hecho ya no sabemos hablar. Así es. No nos quedamos. Sin lenguaje. Todos lo sabemos desde hace rato. Repito. Nos quedamos sin lenguaje. Pero no actuamos en consecuencia. O sea, el asunto es encontrar a los hombres. Por ahora estamos conmigos. Pero son estos los únicos que nos pueden salvar. Aquí tenemos a inteligencia. 
se acerca el Sion, el U de la marca. Se agudeza, 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 en práctica de una vez por todas la Solo después de atragantarnos con la propia mierda, volveremos a poder hablar. Pregunta. ¿Qué hay de estúpido en la inocencia? No es peor ser cínicos. Sí, el asunto no. Zodid Noxra. 
arbor, arropse. Pero que yo te digo, le vestí un lavado adentro, le vestí un lavado
Oh, <laughs> 
Watch for Pedro show. No SPR, Ser Sinicos. Andrea Pisano. And after that, the dual decibel system with Calm. And finally, the joy of Fallen, Andrea Pensato. You know, one thing, well, you did mention, you said when you were a girl, you liked to sing a lot. And then when you, uh, last time we were talking, you said uh, you were describing your controllers when you perform. But you also wear a headset. Your voice is important to your compositions. Oh. Yeah, the voices uh, became very, very important. It's the most important, I guess. It's interesting uh, because I guess it's the most important, but I don't practice it or I don't work with it. The thing that makes me work and sit is all the electronics, right? right. Uh, and the voice, well, I do have like my way of processing it, um, but that is purely intuitive. So, but it is, I guess, the the thing that fills the performance the most. Um, definitely. You know. Now, you, you know about there's a tradition in jazz singing called scat. Yes. No real words, right? Yeah. No, no, no real. Yes, it's, everything is just... It's just sounds and rhythm, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's using the voice. Yeah. You use this, right? Oh, totally, yeah. I, Absolutely. I, I never, never, very, very, I would say 1%, 2% of times when I perform, I might have a poem or, or some words with meaning. Parabolas. But 98% of the time, there's no meaning at all. It's just the sounds and, and whatever I'm doing. Yeah, in the rhythm. And then you wear the headset so your hands are free to control the other stuff, right? Exactly. It's so funny with that headset. Like lately, um, I had one live streaming and a, a friend was looking and I said, you look like a customer service person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I do. But the thing is that I need the headset uh, to have free hands yeah, to play right. the things. Absolutely. Because you're, you're like a one lady orchestra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in, in, in a trippy way. Now, you know, the first two things I played, not well, no, the second and third thing I played, it was from something called voice studies. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I think it was right here in, tru in Trust. Yes. So, explain that. Uh, well, this, honestly, this was, uh, there was um, Econora Records, it's a label in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and they, um, it was the beginning of the pandemic, and uh, they were doing a series for, just with a vocal series, and he asked me if I could do, you know, like two tracks around five minutes long, and I said, yes, sure, and I did those two, you know, like, um, I, they are, they are pretty raw, I don't remember even much, but, um, Again, I think the beginning of the pandemic was so raw for everybody, I think, uh, that I think that somehow is, trust, is it, you know, that, that, that feeling is in the music. Yeah, it's a product uh, of the situation. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but again, you know, we have to, as a, I think the titles say a lot because... Uh, I was going to ask you that. When, when do they right come? Do they here, come at the end or do they come at the beginning? No, at the end. At the end, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, ne so, never at the beginning. No, never at the beginning. Well, so, I, I, no, I uh, I ask you that, Andrea, because I have to start with the title. 
That is so interesting. Hardly anybody I know does it that way. The titles are almost always at last because that's why I yeah. ask. And yeah. especially with instrumental music or using the voice like, you know, without parabolas and uh, as sounds. Titles can look, you know, like John Coltrane calling that song Alabama. I mean, it just, well, he said he was phrasing his horn like Dr. King. But just that title, it gives it a whole other dimension in a way. Absolutely, yeah. Especially somebody new to your music or something, you know, all they know is the title, right? Until they hear. Yeah, yeah. It's the one, like, kind of anchor. Yeah. Or, I like titles a lot. I like putting titles to things. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I like it. I don't record much. I, I perform, well, now with the pandemic, yes, this year I recorded quite a lot, like, for me. Yeah. Uh, but in general, I perform quite a lot. Uh, and when I feel that I have something, I sit down to record. Okay. Uh, but I'm not, you know, like super prolific with the recordings. That's how I am. And actually, live performance, the title, much less significant. Oh, yes. You know, some people, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you the name of the song before they play it. But a lot of people, they just go through their set list, right? The, the set list, the titles are for them to know, <laughs> to cue which... Oh yeah, I never put titles when I perform ever. Right. Okay. It's, yeah. So it's, it's they're different worlds in a way. Yeah. Exactly. It's like totally different. Right. We're at the end of the second hour, March 18, twenty twenty-one. What Peter show special guest Andrea Pensado. Hold tight for our three. March 18, twenty twenty-one. It's third hour of the What for Pedro show.
for Pedro Show, start off the third hour, Delusional Studies number one, Andrea Pensado, uh, Crane with Make Our Wishes Come True, and uh, finally, Andrea Pensado, Corteados? Corteados, Corteados. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, people off air, we were t- discussing some things about, because uh, Andrea don't like to... Uh, record that much but what about the idea of recording live and uh, you, you enlighten me to some stuff why, why don't you tell the people Andre? well um i again i am terrible with recordings i um i do have a zoom that i bring to shows very actually no i have a zoom that almost never bring to shows and when i bring it <laughs> many times i i forget to press play or record uh, record <laughs> yeah exactly to record but um, but I do like I, I have some releases where I include like one track of a live performance. So I would have one track recorded live and the other ones just done here at home. Okay. But in general, uh, as I said, I don't know. I'm I, I always say I should record more. I should, but but never do it. Maybe in the next decades I will do more. Now, when you do record, you do it in your own pad. You don't go to a studio, right? Exactly. I, I do it at home. I, I really like this idea. I, I find more and more musicians recording themselves. And the gap between the uh, performer and the recorder is, is getting smaller. Yeah. 
No, I, I like it. And I, the truth is that here at home, when I am working on something and I am trying to develop something, I do record myself quite a lot. So, uh, but I don't release it. You see what I mean? I, I don't have the, the, the need to have one release after the other. Yeah, sure, it's sure. Like, uh, because it's just for me, you know, it's, it's like... Well, it's um, a library, uh, maybe ideas you can go back to? Oh, yeah, definitely. I had, you know what? I was very, very, very lucky all my life with people I have met. Right. And when I was in Poland at the beginning, uh, I had a composition, a professor, she was a woman, uh, and she, um, you know, and we became uh, pretty close. He died quite young, actually. It was like a sad story. Her name was Barbara Buczek. B-U-C-Z-E-K. Uh, and she said, Andrea, basically, life and music is like a shell. That, you know, it's like a, a curve which goes, we go and revisit the same, the same things over and over, but from a wider perspective. Ah. And I do find myself in some things doing that. That sure. I say, oh, wait a second, this is what I was doing like 10 years ago. But it's not the same. Because it has a, the twist of, of the 10 years that passed. Absolutely, absolutely. And the same thing with, think about writing. You're always using the same 26 letters, but you can create all kinds of different stories. Totally, yeah. totally, yeah. So the life is about a lot, a lot of repetition, but it's the way, yeah, you express it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah that's part of uh, art. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I want to play this. Uh, of course, uh, Argentina, right? So you had to have a tango, right? So this is tango. Tangos alegres. Yes. Yes, I'm happy tango. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
For Pedro Show, uh, Andrea Pensado with uh, Tangos Alegres Plus. 
uh, Durian Bra with the, part two of three of their Music Shape Hole, this big piece. And again, I, I find parallels with your music, Andrea. And I really, I love it, man. Uh, the, Thank you. It's uh, Ben and Zach going to it. And, and Andrea Pensado finally with Katotum. Uh, hmm. Did I pronounce that right? Katotum. Which word? I don't know. K-T-O-T-A-M. Say that again? K-T-O-T-A-M. Ah, totem. So you don't pronounce the K, the K silent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now tell me about your pop. and uh, Because everybody knows that Argentina is the home of tango. Yeah. So my dad used to uh, love tango. And I didn't like it at all. At all. I hate it. <laughs> but when I moved here, at the beginning, I worked almost two years uh, in a place called the Tango Catalog and they sold instructional videos how to dance tango. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they had a huge tango collection of CDs. You know, people would call uh, to know what CDs they had to buy in order to dance. And I had no idea. So they gave us a training. Uh, and you know what? It is. It was an acquired taste. Okay. Uh, taste. Now I like it a lot. Oh wow! Because before, and before for me everything was the same. And but eventually I said, Andrea, no, it's not the same. This is just because I didn't know what I was hearing. Right. So once I I got to know everything, now I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> to my surprise, even tango. Yeah. So you find that yeah when. A simplistic view of something and then you find the nuances it can be w really interesting because like I really believe music is music and genre yeah. is you know it's just ridiculous and so there's different ways to do it uh, I, I toured with Tav Falco and uh, he learned tango he went to uh, Buenos Aires to learn <laughs> from the you know the masters and stuff and and this guy's from Arkansas okay and lived a long uh -huh. time in Memphis but that's the thing about arts. It can take you to a place that maybe you never imagined. Exactly. Or like you, didn't even like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, noise. For me, it's so funny that I love noise. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know, but I'm lucky, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, the whole idea of noise, you know, is strange. Because, right, that's... One person's noise might, might be another person's, you know, pure sound or something. Totally. And so it's subjective, is, right? Yeah. I'm sorry if I am sort of, because there is an anecdote um, that they asked Cage, what yeah. is noise? And he said like this, if you are chatting with a friend in a bar, yeah. And in the background you have the Phil Symphony by Beethoven and it's bothering you, well, that is noise. <laughs> Good point. Excellent point. Exactly. You know, the, the, um, yeah. What, what like, impressed yeah. you about noise was uh, because you you were feeling a coldness with some of this modern electronic music. And then when you saw these, uh, I don't know, <laughs> more pioneer type of people, you know, bring in the noise, you liked the passion in the performance. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But so, sonically, too. Yeah, 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 sonically too, sonically too. Yeah, both of them. It yeah. made a, a, quite an impression on you, see? Yeah. So, and I think it's maybe, I don't know, this is just, you know, like a theory, uh, <laughs> random theory. Because 
But the truth is that it's very difficult to deal with emotions. Sure. You know, it's much easier to to be to have like a colder approach and everything under control than to let go. Right. So, uh, I like noise so much because they they are again I am repeating myself because the work they do in sound is not naive at all, but maybe now that people you know. I don't know, some almost, I don't know, 80 years, 70 years past of abstract work with electronics. So it was time already. It was not so new. And it's sort of like we were ready to to put the emotions into it. You know what I mean? At the very beginning, I guess it must have been so shocking to be working with electronics that people say it's like one thing at a time, you know? (laughs) Sure, sure. But obviously all this is super, nobody thinks in these terms. easy to analyze once things are were done like in the in the heat of the moment everything is intuitively i think yeah yeah and very personal it's the, super, the experience super. yeah uh, yes. where can people find you on the internet uh, andreapensado.com okay that's people... and i do have a soundcloud which yeah is but like... you probably have links there right so yeah a n d r e a p e n s a d o.com people you got to check yeah. out her music. I mean, it's I've played a lot on the show, and i am uh, played lots before, and I'm going to play more in the future. You, uh, you're going to put out more. You've been spending a lot of time, right? Like you were saying, maybe more recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do have some things coming, and I am planning to do more. So that, that is definitely something in my list to do. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, because look, especially when I was a young minute man, you know, I, I thought records were ridiculous too. That everything should be in the moment in gigs. You know, this was seventies uh, yeah. part of punk movement. But then later on, you know what? Those things are little documents. I'm glad we did do some. Ra- but we used to think they were only flyers for the shows, but they're actually little documents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad we did them. <laughs> they just didn't go away into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good air. point. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I learned that becoming less younger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. It's a huge honor for me to have you aboard. No, thank you. It's an honor for me. Thank you so, so much for for having me. Okay. People, March 18, 2021, just watch Pedro. So keep your...